Life is precious, and we all have the opportunity of living it to the fullest. Unfortunately, so few of us know how to manage it all. How do we account for our opportunities? How do we account for our time? How do we account for our relationships, health, spirituality, homes, finances, influence, and careers? How do we account for the one life we have to live? I am so glad you asked. In this program, you will find answers to all of these questions and more. Welcome to the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. What's happening and welcome back to another episode. Today, where where does one start if they wanted to create wealth? Where does one start if they want to create wealth? Um, hey, if you're new to the channel, make sure you like and subscribe to this channel on YouTube or if you're watching this on Spotify, iTunes, or any other podcast stations or Facebook, make sure you um, follow and subscribe and share this across your social networks. So my name is Jamie the Healthy Accountant. Today, we're just going to talk briefly about creation of wealth. Now, before I kind of, kind of get into... Um, like the word, because the word is kind of where I go and grab a lot of this information because it's like it's time tested, like it's real. But I'm going to share with you a quick story of, of when I created wealth for myself, um, because I want you to understand what first we got to understand really where where to start. Like, what is wealth? Like, what is wealth? So some years ago, um, I was just kind of at a frustration point. Have you ever been frustrated in your life and you're just trying to figure out what to do with, with your life? And, and, and for me, with, and I was trying to be successful in business. I wanted to be successful in business. I wanted to be successful in all the stuff that I was doing. And I was not getting the results that I wanted. And I was just like, man, what do I do? What do I do? And so, and so I prayed. I prayed. I prayed sitting in, sitting in my office in this chair, well, a chair similar to it. And I prayed to God. I says, God, like, what do I need to do? Like, like, what do what what can I do? I, I mean, you see my heart. You know what I want to accomplish. And I heard it loud and clear. It was like, you know, yield everything to me. Just give it all to me. Let me let me take it all from you. Be yielded one hundred percent to who I am in your life. And I was like, I was like, okay. Well, I've been baptized. Anybody been baptized before? I've been baptized. He's like, this is this is a different type of baptism, son. This is this is not the same baptism you had when you went to church and you had the sermon and you were you were crying and you was like, oh, you know, I want to change and you know, and it's not that kind of baptism. This is a different one. And I was like, okay, fine, all right. So I said yes. I said, all right, I'm going to yield my whole life to you, and I wrote it down on a piece of paper. Back in that day, I said, I'm going to surrender myself and be a slave to Jesus Christ. Put it on my board, signed it with my name and went on about my business. But I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening. Right. Because it was like I did. And I was like, what do I I just kind of had to keep moving, kept moving, kept moving. And one day, you know, one day I had this inclination. At least I thought it was an inclination. But then I later realized it's God just kind of urging me to do something. Um, and before I tell that story, right, because what I want to share first is wealth is not money. Wealth is not money. What is wealth? Wealth is wealth is like just the whole, the whole picture, your whole life, your, you know, your body, your mind, your spirit, you know, yeah, your finances, of course. But here's the thing. 
we get it twisted when it comes to our finances. The reason why we have so little in our finances is because we all want our own. <laughs> it's funny. I asked, I asked my son, Jared, um, the other day, I said, hey, if you could, if if I gave you a million, if I, and I asked you this question, if you got a million or if you had access or if I gave you access to my account that had a bill, had billions in it, which one? Is it going to be you take your own and that's all you get? One million? Or if you just you just get access to what I got. It's the same thing that God is doing for us. He's saying, look, you're wealthy when you come in with me. You're wealthy and you will you will have access to what you need access to. See, this is the key, though, to what you need access to, because if I had the millions and I wasn't ready for the millions, I'm just going to waste it. Most people, if they get a million dollars, they're going to waste a million dollars. It's not that million dollars is not going to multiply. That million dollars is just going to go out the window. I've seen it happen. I've seen millions go out. Person wasn't ready. Gone. Nothing to show for. But if you get access, if you get access to what the kingdom already has, which is infinite, what would you want? So, but here's the thing. You gotta grow into you gotta grow into your access. That's the part. You have like like if you're talking about money, you gotta grow into your access. You have to grow into the person. You have to grow into who you're you are in Christ and in God. So here it is. I yielded. See, because what happens once you yield and you become wealthy, you start doing things that wealthy, wealthy people will do. Wealthy people do things that other people won't do. Wealthy people do things that seem crazy to, to regular people. Wealthy people do things that <clears throat> that's on a different level. So when you start becoming wealthy, you do things that most people would never think about doing. Because you're being guided by a different, you're being guided by the actual Holy Spirit. You're being guided by God Himself. And so here it is. I've yielded my life. Life is wonderful, and I'm just kind of living. But not. I don't even know that. I don't even know that this kingdom is brewing up inside of me. I have no idea. And then it says, "Hey, um, we need you to do something. What's that? Now that you're with us." We think it's good if you and your wife work together. Man, that, that'd be that that'd be wonderful. Okay, great, cool. Um, let me know as soon as as soon as we have enough. This is me talking. And, and and I'm expanding on this story today because I've told this story many times. As soon as I have enough, because this is what I'm thinking, as soon as I have enough money coming in and I can replace her salary plus some and take care of like like really have way more, sure, I'll do it. No, we want you to do it now. What do you mean do it now? Do it now? Why, why would I do it now? Because we just want you to. We think it's a good thing. Guys, look. <laughs> if you're married, <laughs> if you're married, if you want to get married, um, most people are not trying to work with their spouse. Most and let alone we just haven't been in the same field, so that makes it even more interesting. The fact that we're in the same field and then we got to work together. So what happens is, you already know you're married. So married, you know, we, we there's there's dynamic and all sorts of stuff that happens with marriages, and and it just didn't it didn't feel right to me. I'm like, this didn't feel right to me, Lord. I'm like, why would I do that? 
I said, man, don't worry about that. Let's go. See, because sometimes we pray for stuff. You pray, you want to be wealthy. You want to be prosperous. You want to be successful. You want, you want all this to happen in your life. But we don't understand the path that it takes to get there. You know, it wasn't until I left, you know, left my regular job and, you know, when I was on the entrepreneurship road and I realized that most people aren't on that road. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you go for a drive, you go for a drive and right now, like, like, you know, when I'm recording this, this is, you know, it's in the morning time. And so people are probably out there in, in rush hour traffic. But if you were to go out, you would normally see one side, one side is full of traffic and the other side has hardly any people on it. That's entrepreneurship. Now, there's more people on Entrepreneurship Road today than there was in 2001 and two when I was starting. But most people won't go that direction. So here it is. God is like, all right, let's do this. And I'm going back and forth, back and forth. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. Till he just he urged me so much and just kept reminding me, well, you yielded to me. So you got to do this. You know, it's like the mafia. <laughs> the mafia be like, yo, you got to do this because you're in. Like, like you, you're a made man. So made men do whatever made men supposed to do. So I was made. I was made in the kingdom of God. So I had to. You know, and so we did it. So if you haven't heard this story, all I'm going to tell you is because I'm not going to like get into more of the details. I'm gonna just, I went to my wife. I talked to her for a few hours on a Sunday afternoon, September 15th of 2016. Three hours. After three hours, I quoted a Bible scripture that I have no idea what I quoted. And she said, yes, I'm going to do it. And then the rest is history. She said, yes. And here's the thing. We're more wealthy today because we did it. We're wealthy because the amount of time we've been able to spend with each other and time we've been able to spend with our children together since 2016. We're wealthier today because, because one, look, at the end of the day, yes, we learn from each other. We, and, and, and because we learn from each other, then what happens is it's, it's just an innate thing that when you're around somebody, you start learning the same kind of stuff, even even if you're not really trying to learn it. So here it is. We cut we we cut off the fact that we wouldn't see each other for eight, well, not even eight, but see each other for 12 to 13 hours every single day. That's gone. Now it's almost like. We're more familiar with, with, with each other. A lot of times couples have to take vacations just to get to know each other, just to get some time together. I'm not saying we don't need those. What I'm saying is that we innately have more time together put in. That is a wealth. That is that is wealth. See, here's the thing. If you were starting out, you're going to start with something wild. Something wild. You, you, you're, going to, you're going to make a decision that just seems weird. There's a foundation to it all. And I'm going to read a quick passage from 2 Chronicles chapter 1. This is, this is Solomon. And Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom. And the Lord his God was with him and magnified him exceedingly. So Solomon had something going on. So Solomon was, Solomon was born, in, born into wealth already. So you think if someone's born into wealth, he's already going to be a king. Like It just seems so naturally he's already going to have it all. But here's the thing. 
that wasn't really the plan. Solomon had to Solomon had to do something first. Then Solomon spake unto all Israel, captains and to captains of thousands of hundreds and the judges and every governor in all Israel, the chief of, of the fathers. So Solomon and all the congregation with him went to the high place that was Gibeon, for there was a tabernacle of the congregation of God, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, made had made in the wilderness. So he was going to give an offering. He's like, hey, I'm about to get started. Hey, I'm I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to demonstrate to God that I'm ready to take on this big assignment. Verse four. But the ark of God had David brought up from Kerjath, Jerem, to the place which David had prepared for it, for he had pitched a tent for it at Jerusalem. Moreover, the brazen altar, the Brazil, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made he had made he put before the tabernacle of the Lord and Solomon the, and the congregation sought unto it. And Solomon went up therefore to the brazen altar before the Lord, which was the tabernacle of the congregation and offered a thousand burnt offerings upon it. So Solomon knew something big was going to happen in his life. And he started out by offering a huge offering to God. Imagine this. You take a, you get, you just got promoted this is hitting. You just got promoted. Something good just happened in your life. What do we give God back for just that first part of the opportunity? That's not even the end game. So Solomon's like just getting started. He's just getting his promotion and he offers a, a thousand burnt offerings. A thousand. That's a lot. Normally burnt offerings was just one. Maybe two or three, but he had a thousand. He brought a thousand offerings in because he's like, look, I'm going to give as much as I can to God today because I'm going to need something that I don't have. And I don't know that I ever will have it. Verse seven. And in that night, God did appear to Solomon and said to him, ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said unto God. Wait, before we go anywhere. Sodom. Solomon, God appeared unto Solomon. Guys, God himself, when it says God appeared to Solomon, that's a dream. He's just having a dream, guys. He just, he's just having, he's having a dream and it, the dream is real. This just makes me, it just makes me think of the dream, some dreams that I've had that's, that, that I'm still just can't wait to like really come to fruition. In the night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said to God, thou hast showed great mercy upon my father, David, and has made me to reign in his place. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David, my father, be established, for thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in a multitude. So he's saying, you gave me a lot of people to manage. You gave me a lot of people to, to work with. I'm going to need some help. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. So this is where Solomon asked for what he needed to create wealth. He needed wisdom and knowledge. Look, at the end of the day, if you if you ask for wisdom, you're going to need to ask for understanding, too. Because if you haven't already, if you don't already have the experience, think about it. If I don't already have the experience, but I get the wisdom, it's going to scare me. Just like I was scared when I said, man, 
didn't leave your job. I was scared because I had no experience with, with doing anything like this. Shoot, starting my business was, wasn't even that hard because I had already been laid off. So a lot of like, like those that actually leave a job, like have the job, have the money coming in and cut it off themselves. Hey, that that's some that's somebody that's exercising a wisdom and a power. I had already lost my job. So I didn't have to go in and make a decision. Say, you know, I'm just going to start this business. I just, since I already didn't have one, I said, well, I'll go ahead and start a business. So when we get wisdom, a lot of times we don't have the experience of the wisdom. So it makes it a little scary. Solomon asked for wisdom. I'm sure he had some, but he asked for some. He said, give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before these people. For who can judge this thy people that is so great? Like, yo, it's a lot of them. I don't know how to do this. And God said to Solomon, because this is in thine heart and thou hast not asked for riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet has asked long life. So now the Lord is like, Wow. You didn't ask for anything that most people would ask for, man. See, that's the saying. Like, like I know I probably asked for wealth. I know I have, and I wish I would ask for wisdom first. <laughs> I know I asked for wealth first. So Solomon, which had I read this before I went into business, then I would have realized, oh, I need to ask for wisdom. But I didn't read this. So if you haven't already gone into business, then you need wisdom even before you go in. You need the wisdom and the understanding, the knowledge, so that you can do the right thing while you're in business. Let's keep going. We're, about to, we're almost finished there, and we're almost finished in general. Uh, let's see. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee. Yeah, wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee. This is verse 12. And I will give thee riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee neither shall there any after thee neither shall be any anyone after thee like you then solomon came from his journey to the high place that was at gibeon to jerusalem from before the tabernacle of the congregation and reigned over israel where to start if you're going to create wealth where do you start well, the first thing I did was yield my life. That was the first thing I did. First thing Solomon did was ask for wisdom. So here's the thing. Solomon may have already been yielded, obviously, because he had burned off. And see, I wasn't yielded yet. So he was already yielded. And because he was already yielded, he knew what to do after he was yielded. See, I didn't know what to do. So he knew what to do after. He says, oh, I'm, yield I'm already yielded to God. Because 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 he had a father that showed him the way. He had a father that was already a king. So it was like he had king in his blood. So he understood the yielding. I didn't understand the yielding, even though I have a I had a father, father that was good, father that was a Christian, father, father didn't act like a king, which no shade. Father just didn't know what kingship was like. So I knew one thing, but that one thing didn't happen until many years later. So I started in 2002. That yielding didn't come until somewhere in, in, in the year of two, 2015 and 2016. That yielding did not come until, think about that. I did not yield for 15 years, almost 15 years. Come on. 
So what do you think happened in those years prior to that? Oh my goodness, it was terrible. It's horrible. I mean, I had some, I'm sorry, I had good times, lots of good times, but it was like bam, you, you know, you, you know, you had good and bam. So you yield. Solomon knew to yield. Then Solomon knew to give to God first. So he's going in thanksgiving. He's thanking God for this opportunity. See, who's going to go and give a thousand burnt offerings? It's like taking, taking, you know, you're starting your business and you know you need this capital. And you go and give first before you spend the capital to start the business. That's what Solomon did. He said, well, before I get started. And there's so much in this story that, that we can't even get into that. Because Solomon, the, the, the amount of money that he made, the amount of money that he had coming in was ridiculous. He was the richest man who ever lived. Like even in today's um, context, he'd have more money than everybody. Solomon gave. So he was already yielded and he gave. Once he gave, the Lord responded to him. Once he gave, the Lord responded to him. And in that response, well, in that response, well, I'm sorry, before, I'm sorry, I skipped one. So Solomon was yielded, Solomon gave, and Solomon asked. <laughs> Solomon yielded, Solomon gave, Solomon asked. So there's three, there's three actions that we should make if we want to create wealth. We want to, one, yield. Two, we want to give what we have to the Lord and three one then ask the Lord for what we ultimately need. Solomon said, you know what? I ultimately need to know how to think. I ultimately need to know how to do things. I ultimately need this thing called wisdom and knowledge and understanding. I need to just be able to discern. I need to be able to have discipline. I need to be able to see stuff that nobody sees. I need to be able to understand things that no one will ever come up with. Man, man, look, give me that. Yield, ask. Yield, give, ask. God's response. I almost feel like, I don't almost feel like, I know today the word of God is speaking to us. Word of God is saying, yield your life to me. I did one of them. I didn't give. I'm not saying I never gave. I'm saying like intentionally, I didn't give first. So now as I'm in this framework today, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give and then I'm going to go and I'm going I'm to give an offering and then I'm going to go back to God and ask God for what I really need. Yield, give, ask, and then God responded to him. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this as a truth that God's going to respond to us as because, yeah, we want to create wealth, but we want to create something bigger than we want to create something that God wants. So look, the wealth that we want to create is already created. We don't actually have to create it. <laughs> so we don't actually have to create it. But if we want to start somewhere to even have the idea to create wealth, this is where we would start. Look, man, my mentors, whom I look up to a whole lot because he taught me how to look at the scriptures, taught me how to get content from the scriptures. This is this is a framework. Yield, give, ask. If we do that, that's the starting point of where God wants us so that God can respond to us. Because God needs you. 
even though God needs you, like, you know, without God, man cannot. And without man, God will not. So God does need us, but we have to, we have to bring God into our situations in a way that God can respond to us. So we need to yield, we need to give a sacrifice, and we need to ask God for what we ultimately need and want from him in our life and our business and whatever it is that we're doing. That's where we're going to start. If, if, if you want to create wealth, that's the Bible. Go read all of First Chronicles. No, that's Second Chronicles. Read the whole story of Solomon. It's the first several chapters of Second Chronicles. And go and see how God multiplied all of the money that Solomon was making. Solomon made a lot of money because of the wisdom that he had. We all have a wisdom that we can be just like Solomon. Today, my prayer for you and me is that we, we can emulate our forefather, Solomon, to demonstrate the wisdom that we have in this earth so that God's movement, so that God's movement of bringing people together would, would, would continue in our life so that the people that need to enter this kingdom of God would find their way in without being shut out. So that's my prayer today for you for all who watch this, for all who are here today. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited about what God just did with these scriptures. And I hope that you got value today. My name is Jay Moore, the Healthy Accountant. Make sure you have subscribed. Make sure you click the notification icon on YouTube so that you can find out or so that you can get notified every time we upload a video, which is every day, 20 minutes, about 20 there's 25, 20, 25 minutes of just study with God and just, just, just allowing God to help us to account for our life. God bless you. And I will see you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. We are so glad you invested this time with us. Always remember, you only have one life to live. So live it to the fullest. This has been the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Until next time, make it a great day.